Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the battleground blitz begins with just 22 days to go. And as President Trump trails in key states, he races back to the campaign trail for a week of rallies. Thousands of people wait hours in long lines on the first day of early voting in the critical state of Georgia. Just a week after being discharged from the hospital tonight, the president hosts a rally in Florida. Why Dr. Anthony Fauci says that's asking for trouble. And Joe Biden is going after Trump voters in the Rust Belt. Supreme Court showdown. Never in American history has a Supreme Court confirmation fight happened this close to a presidential election. The tough questions Judge Amy Coney Barrett faces from senators. Fall coronavirus surge. 17 states break single-day records in the last week. Why a top infectious disease doctor says it is out of control. It's more like a coronavirus forest fire, where in fact it just burns, burns, and burns. The aftermath of Hurricane Delta. Downed power lines, extreme flooding, the damage tonight. Deadly shooting in Denver. The private security guard suspected of killing a protester prompts concerns about escalating violence at political protests. Crossing the border. The mother and toddler we first met at the nation's largest migrant processing facility. Nearly 15 months after they were in cages, tonight we reconnect with them in Florida. A season unlike any other. The L.A. Lakers bring home the championship after a decade, winning one for the late Kobe Bryant. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with the final frantic sprint to Election Day. As we come on the air, the White House says President Trump has tested negative for coronavirus and his doctor has cleared him to hit the campaign trail tonight, just a week after leaving the hospital. His supporters say that can't come soon enough, as new polling suggests Joe Biden is widening his lead over the president to double digits nationally. And tonight, our new CBS News battleground tracker poll shows the former vice president ahead in key swing states, too, including Michigan and Nevada, and tied in in Iowa. CBS News has learned the former vice president is now planning new ad buys and events in traditionally Republican-leaning states as he looks to grow his support among suburban women and seniors. The Trump campaign is wasting no time going on offense either as the president rallies hundreds of supporters in Florida tonight, the first of four battleground state events he's going to hold this week. Now, that comes even as the country's top infectious disease doctor, Anthony Fauci, said that crowds packed in to see the president are, quote, asking for trouble as new cases of coronavirus are spiking nationwide. Meantime, today, Democrats tried to put the virus and the idea it could lead to pre-existing conditions for millions front and center at the first day of confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. As you can see, we've got a lot of new reporting to get to tonight. Our team of correspondents is standing by. CBS's Weijia Zhang is going to lead off our coverage tonight from the White House. Good evening, Weijia. Good evening, Nora. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the reason why these rallies are asking for trouble is because how many people are packed together and how few of them cover their faces. The campaign has not implemented any new safety measures for attendees. And tonight, rally goers in Florida are standing shoulder to shoulder. With President Trump's physician announcing he had tested negative for COVID-19, a maskless Mr. Trump raced back to the campaign trail tonight for his first rally in 12 days. Thousands of supporters in Sanford, Florida, started lining up this morning, many also avoiding masks. Then he recovered. And I said, well, take that, COVID. (laughs) Because... I guess you messed with the wrong president. The president is also making trips to Pennsylvania, Iowa, and North Carolina this week, a total of four key battleground states. He trails Joe Biden in all but Iowa, where the candidates are tied, according to CBS News. White House physician Dr. Sean Conley did not say when the president tested negative, only that he did so on consecutive days, and that the medical team determined that the president is not infectious to others. But Conley did not corroborate President Trump's claim of immunity on Sunday. Looks like I'm immune for, I don't know, maybe a long time and maybe a short time. On Twitter, the president's post about immunity was flagged as a violation for spreading misleading and potentially harmful information related to COVID-19. Meanwhile, one of the president's campaign ads is drawing criticism. I can't imagine that anybody could be doing more. Dr. Anthony Fauci said his full quote was taken out of context to make it appear like he was endorsing President Trump's handling of the pandemic. I think it's really unfortunate and really disappointing that they did that. It's so clear that I'm not a political person. President Trump is scrambling to make up for time he lost while recovering from COVID-19. The campaign expects he will hold events just like this one almost every day from now until November 3rd. One point he is expected to make repeatedly is that he has literally defeated the virus.
Nora. All right, Weijia Zhang, thank you. Today, Joe Biden campaigned in Ohio, taking his case to blue-collar workers, a key group in President Trump's political base in a state where the president won handily four years ago, and where our CBS News battleground tracker poll shows the candidates now neck and neck. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. In Georgia tonight, lines for early voting causing waits of up to eight hours in some spots and marking a shift three weeks from Election Day. This election is the life or death. This is a life or death situation with all that's going on in this world today. President Trump and Joe Biden are now effectively tied in Georgia, a traditional Republican stronghold, with Biden launching a new ad there over the weekend and sending Joe Biden to court voters. In fact, Biden is beginning to spend more time in states he never expected to win, like Ohio, where today in Toledo he courted working-class voters, selling his Scranton blue-collar roots to union members in a town ravaged by the collapse of the auto industry and the coronavirus. Across Ohio and the country, folks are worried about making the next mortgage payment or the rent payment. President Trump won Ohio by about eight points four years ago, selling himself as a deal-making businessman. The race there is now nearly tied, but Mr. Trump is still holding on. I truly believe he's going to help bring jobs back. The story in neighboring Michigan is even better for Biden. Voters who supported the president four years ago now say they're fed up with his handling of the coronavirus. This guy is not talking straight. He doesn't have integrity. He doesn't show compassion. He doesn't show vision. And he lies like a rug. Tonight, Biden's team is also planning events and airing ads in places like Iowa and Texas. States Mr. Trump won handily in 2016, but are now seen as more competitive. A president who will respect the sacrifices made. Flush with donations, Biden is now on track to spend more than half a billion dollars on advertising by Election Day. Much of it in states like Florida and Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, in California tonight, officials are warning about unofficial ballot boxes. This comes as the California GOP has set them up in several counties, saying they're trying to make voting easier for people. But state officials say they're illegal and that ballots must be mailed in or brought to elections offices. Nora. All right, Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Today, Democrats work to make confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Judge Amy Coney Barrett less about her qualifications and more about the Affordable Care Act. They charge that a conservative court with Barrett on the bench would quickly move to gut the law. We get more now from CBS's Nancy Cordes. As demonstrators flocked to the Supreme Court steps, you solemnly swear that Judge Amy Coney Barrett laid out her conservative philosophy. Courts are not designed to solve every problem or right every wrong in our public life. It's the timing that makes this nomination a political powder keg, with Americans already voting in nearly 40 states. I think this hearing is a sham. There's nothing unconstitutional about this process. Republicans defended Barrett's membership in a small Catholic group called People of Praise. Your political opponents want to paint you as is a TV or cartoon version of a religious radical. Democrats didn't focus on her faith, highlighting instead constituents who they said could lose their health care coverage if Barrett joins the court. Kenny is a real person whose life depends on the Affordable Care Act. They pointed to Barrett's comments from 2017 when she argued that Chief Justice John Roberts had pushed Obamacare beyond its plausible meaning in order to save it. The ways in which you may serve as a justice will do irreparable harm. That's outrageous. As a mother of seven, Judge Barrett clearly understands the importance of health care. 
With coronavirus stalking the Senate, Utah's Mike Lee recovered in time to make it back. Feel great. Going maskless while speaking, like his colleagues. Several others appeared remotely due to exposure or, like Democratic VP nominee Kamala Harris, as a precaution. This hearing has brought together more than 50 people to sit inside of a closed-door room for hours while our nation is facing a deadly airborne virus. Starting tomorrow, Barrett will face two days of grilling from the committee's 22 senators. And barring some unforeseen obstacle, Republicans are hoping to confirm her to the highest court in the land about a week before Election Day. Nora. Nancy Cordes, thank you. We're going to turn now to the coronavirus pandemic because new cases are on the rise in 39 states and only three states are seeing decreases. Average daily deaths are also rising in 10 states compared to two weeks ago. It's the Midwest that has been especially hard hit in recent weeks. CBS's Adriana Diaz has our report tonight from Chicago. Tonight, with the nation seeing nearly 50,000 cases a day, an ominous warning from public health officials. We are truly headed into the fall. Uh, with a COVID virus disaster on our hands. The country is seeing roughly twice as many new cases as it did in the spring. I hope these numbers jolt the American public into the realization that it's on a trajectory of getting worse and worse. Are we still in the first wave of this pandemic or is this the second wave? I don't believe that this infection really is being transmitted in waves. What it is, it's more like a coronavirus forest fire where in fact it just burns, burns, and burns. But then as soon as you let up the break, then it all comes back again. There's a flare-up in the Northeast where cases are up 40% in the last month. Today in Wisconsin, a judge ruled against a group fighting that state's mask mandate. That's where Mark Schultz is hospitalized. I don't know if I'm going to make it. The bar and restaurant owner is angry but resilient. All I want to do is survive this suck and take care of my family. I got a 10-year-old boy. I'm going to fight this with every breath I got. It's going to take every breath I got. We spoke with Schultz today, and thankfully he is doing much better. Now, hospitalizations are a leading indicator for COVID, and in at least 36 states, hospitalizations are up. Nora? Adriana Diaz, thank you. Tonight, a man working as a security guard at a Denver protest is in jail, held without bond and suspected of first-degree murder after a violent clash over the weekend left one man dead. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca. In cell phone video taken from a distance, you can hear the gunshot and see an orange cloud of mace. A photographer caught the confrontation up close. The images show 49-year-old Lee Keltner hitting a man. Then, a puff of orange mist and a man with his gun aimed at Keltner, a bullet casing ejecting from the gun. Keltner was shot and pronounced dead at the hospital. 30-year-old Matthew Dolloff, now in jail accused of first-degree murder, was hired as a security guard for a local TV station covering a conservative rally and counter-protest. City officials say he was not licensed as a security guard in the city. Social media accounts claim Dolloff was a left-wing extremist and Antifa member, but authorities say... That's not true. Uh, It seems like we have a little bit more tension. Brian Lynch is the executive director at the security firm Rain. He says tensions are high at some protests and says rumors can lead to more unrest. Is bad information a good recruitment tool? It certainly helps. These groups uh, certainly understand that in order to recruit, they have to stoke that fire a little bit. 
Fires that Lynch says can often have violent consequences. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, Dallas. Tonight we wanted to update you on a story we told you about over a year ago about immigration on the southern border. Remember those packed detention facilities where we saw for ourselves women and children being held in cages? Well, a lot has changed in a year. That facility is nearly empty now. And tonight we have incredible new details about one of the families we met. We first met Angelina Estrada and her then two-year-old son, Martin, in July 2019. Where are you from? Venezuela. Venezuela? Angelina, a journalist, fled Venezuela after being threatened for her reporting on the authoritarian government. And you traveled the whole way with your son? Sola. Sí, sola. They were among 815 families packed into this detention facility. CBS News had the first cameras inside to document mothers and children caged, sleeping on mats, unaccompanied infants alone in this makeshift nursery. Today, we found Angelina Estrada in Florida, and incredibly, her family found out she was alive from our interview. Now they live with her sister, who is an American citizen. She says Martine is still traumatized by crossing the Rio Grande River. Angelina is grateful to be in America now and lucky to be able to celebrate birthdays. Because the Trump administration, citing the coronavirus pandemic, has sent nearly 160,000 people who tried to cross the border back home without a hearing. And Angelina tells us she expects to have her initial asylum hearing later this month. At least three people have died in the aftermath of Hurricane Delta, including two elderly people in Louisiana, one from a fire likely started by a gas leak, the other while refueling a generator. The storm slammed ashore on Friday with 100-mile-an-hour winds, making landfall just miles from where Hurricane Laura hit just six weeks earlier. Nearly 200,000 homes and businesses are without power in Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. Some sad news. Roberta McCain, the mother of the late Arizona senator and Republican presidential candidate John McCain, died today at the remarkable age of 108. She had a twin sister, Rowena, that that lived to the age of 99. The McCain matriarch was born in 1912, two months before the sinking of the Titanic. John McCain's widow, Cindy McCain, said in a tweet that she couldn't have asked for a better role model or a friend than her mother-in-law. She was incredibly vivacious. You got to read about her. For the first time in a decade, the Los Angeles Lakers are celebrating an NBA championship. LeBron James is now the first player in NBA history to be named the championship MVP with three teams. As CBS's Carter Evans reports, the victory caps a tough year for the Lakers and their fans. After a road trip like no other, the Los Angeles Lakers arrived home this afternoon following an epic NBA championship win. The Lakers conquer the bubble. It's the Lakers' 17th NBA title. It's also the team's first championship trophy since Kobe Bryant led them to victory a decade ago. Organization want their respect. Laker Nation want their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. 
James, James goes inside. LeBron James leading the charge. The four-time MVP has now won titles with three different teams. After the game, James thanked his most valuable player. Hey, mama. You are the reason why I'm able to do this. It was a history-making season for the NBA. Players spent three months inside a COVID bubble at Disney World. For Laker Nation, last night's win was for Kobe Bryant, who died in a helicopter crash back in January along with his daughter. His wife Vanessa posted, congratulations, Lakers. Wish Kobe and Gigi were here to see this. But according to the Lakers' Anthony Davis, he was. I know you're looking down on a super proud. This is definitely for him. Carter Evans, CBS News. And on tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Judge Amy Coney Barrett in the Senate hot seat will have complete coverage of the Supreme Court nominee's confirmation hearing. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.